Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, podcasters. So excited that you decided to jump on on this new episode titled Drawing Near. Again, I'm excited that you decided to jump on to this new episode called Drawing Near. I'm just overjoyed on today. Um, spent a lot of time on this topic, just letting um, God just deal with me on it and just meditating and saturating myself inside of the word of God to get a word for you on today. Because I believe that a rim of word is going to be an on-time word to change your life. And I'm in the business of changing lives through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I, I kind of compare it to going to the gym, getting all dressed up. If I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out. So you might as well, if you didn't click on this episode, you might as well stop and go ahead and get a word from God. So again, my title on today is called Drawing Near. There's two scriptures that I'm going to hinge this topic on on today. The first one is going to be Genesis 45 and 10. The second one's going to be Genesis 45 and 11. And I'm going to jump right on in and I'm going to read it. And then we're going to just dive into the word and just begin to tear that thing apart like a huge buffet. And we're going to keep the things that pertain to us as individuals and just allow God to speak to us in a very intimate and personal way. And not only that, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in those areas of our lives that we need it. And we're going to let God just simply bless us. So this is how Genesis 45 and 10 reads. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me. Thou and thy children and thy children's children and thy flocks and thy herds and all that thou hast. Going on to Genesis 45 and 11. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. I'm going to read that one more time. I'm reading Genesis 45 and 10 through 11. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me. Thou and thy children and thy children's children and thy flocks and thy herds and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee. For yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. Again, today this topic is drawing near. So as I was digging and diving into this scripture, it was so much that jumped out at me. For those of you who don't know the significance of the city of Goshen, it holds such a uh, uh, important significance in the word of God. 
And I want to kind of break that down for you today because in this season, I strongly believe that you should be drawing near unto God. He says, if you draw near to him, he will draw nigh unto you. So when you draw close to God, he draws close to you. And when he draws close to you, then you don't have to worry about anything because with God for you, the whole entire world can be against you. And that's when the scriptures just begin to ring in my soul when I think about that drawing nigh to God. Isn't that a beautiful and a wonderful thing? In your time of stress, your time of troubles, your your time of sorrow, there's a place that you can go as a refuge. There's a cleft in the rock that you can rest in. There's a safe haven that you can go to. It's us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He desires for us to draw close during these times and most of the time when we experience difficulties in our lives you can take right now we have a major pandemic going on we have all types of things happening in social media and you can be very distracted and not remember that you know what i'm a child of the most high god my father owns cattle on a thousand hills you can begin to forget whose you are and who you are by simply being distracted. And once you're distracted, it can take you completely off path. Okay, so let's get back on this city called Goshen. So when Jacob discovered that his sons Joseph was alive in Egypt, he and his sons moved there to be with him. When he got to Egypt, the interesting thing is that Joseph provided the best of the land for all of them, for for Jacob and all of us. He provided the best of the land for them. This land that Joseph had provided for them was called the land of Goshen. It was a place where God's people were to live. Goshen was full of... uh, the Israelites. This is, it borders um, near Egypt, close to the promised land. So this is a place that God is allowing his people to dwell. But the interesting thing is as you read the scriptures, as they dwell there, God ensures their safety and he ensures their protection and he ensures their prosperity and not just simple prosperity, but he does exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever think or imagine. He just blesses, you know, according to his riches and his glories while the people are in this city called Goshen. It's interesting to see what the name Goshen means in Hebrew. See, a lot of the names in the Old Testament are very significant. So as you are reading your Bibles, as you are in these podcasts with me, I want you to to go back and take your time, you know, take notes. Learn how to just munch and snack on the word of God throughout the week. Write down a principle. Don't just listen to it and just let it just fall on ears that hear. The word of God says that he would have it that we would not just be hearers of the word, but that we would be doers of the word. So I want you to get a notepad out. I want you to write it down. Put it in your smartphone. Give yourself an alarm to remember that principle that you're taking out of these podcasts. 
So again, a lot of the words in the Old Testament in the Bible um, period have meanings. So Goshen in Hebrew means drawing near. Joseph told his brothers that they should live in Goshen so that they could all be near to him. Because Joseph at the time is appointed by Pharaoh to take care of things. So he's in a prominent position to be able to take care of his family as well. And he tells them to go to Goshen. Goshen was located near to Joseph so that he could watch over his whole entire family and to care for them. Isn't it awesome how sometimes when we think something is uh, a disaster that God is really setting something up for a future event to be so beautiful. No one or who could have thought that Joseph was being sold into slavery to be able to be in a prominent position to take care of his family at a particular point in time when a famine was going to hit throughout the land. Only God because he's the author and the finisher of our faith, because he knows the plans that he would have for you, not to harm you or to prosper, but to prosper you. He knows the design of the plans and he ordains your footsteps. He did the same thing for Joseph. Although when we look at the story of Joseph and his brothers and you know, the, the coat of many colors, he gets thrown in the pit, he's sold into slavery. It seems like it's a story that is just a disaster. And how could he, he come out of that? Matter of fact, how could he forgive his brothers for this? But he understood later on that it was God who allowed this to allow these things to happen to him. And because it was God, he could trust that God was working everything together for his good. And that's what I need for you to understand in this season, that no matter how it looks to you, because you're not supposed to lean to your own understanding. The word of God says, lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways to acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, God's ways aren't our ways. He does things rather different from how we would do it. But his expected end is going to bless us because he's already told us that it's going to work together for the good of those that seek after Christ Jesus. And if you love God, which I know you do, else you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. He's moved upon your heart. He's moved upon your spirit. You love him. You want to live a life that's pleasing to him. Then in this season, this season right now, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling down, I want you to know through a rim of word that God is placed a Goshen in your life, a Goshen, a place to draw near to him. I want you to take the invitation. See, it says God knocks. But you have to open the door to allow him into your heart. He wants to draw near to you in this season. So I want you to draw close to him so that he can bless you. Now, let me finish telling you about the awesomeness of how Joseph was used with this city called Goshen to bless his family. And, to, and, and then the, how the Israelites were blessed in turn um, through this city called Goshen. So... This land was significant when God sent the 10 plagues. Goshen is very significant because when the 10 plagues was sent in, now these were the plagues when 
uh, Pharaoh was told to let the people go and he didn't let the people go. This, that whole story that um, some of you may know, some of you may not know, uh, maybe I'll teach a, a next broadcast on that when I uh, jump back on, but Pharaoh's heart is hardened by God and he doesn't allow the people to go. But in that particular story, there's multiple plagues that come on Egypt throughout this time. And during the time of these plagues, nothing happened to the people who were staying in the city of Goshen. You say, okay, what, what does that have to do with me? What it has to do with you is even during this time of turbulent times of, of trials and things you don't understand, you see it every day. I mentioned the pandemic. You can trust God. He has a, a flawless track record. He's going to make sure that he places you in a place that you're okay. You say, how do I know that? Because if you go to Exodus 8 and 22, this is what it says. It says, and I will I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end, thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. So what Exodus 8 and 22 is saying, in short, is that the flies were a plague that was sent. It's the swarms of flies, and flies are an irritant. They, they irritate you. They bother you. you. Can you imagine swarms of flies? You're just swatting at them daily, all day long. You can never uh, rest or, or feel at peace. They're in your ears. You hear the sounds of them. They're around your food. They're just irritating. I think of them like an irritating spirit, you know, in this season. Every time you look one way, something's coming up. You thought you took care of that something else is coming up that's how you can think of flies but when you are drawing near to God and you take that invitation to go deep in this in this season despite of what you see I don't want you to rely on your faculties your five senses relying on your faculties can often cause you to error we have to love God because we love God it's not predicated upon what we feel it's not predicated upon what he did for us it's predicated upon the fact that he is God it's predicated upon the simple fact that he is sovereign it's predicated upon the fact that he loves us we, and yet when we were in sin he sent his son to be led to the the slaughterhouse it's predicated upon the fact because he's just simply God he's just simply that so if you turn to Exodus 9 and 26 there's another passage that explains to you what's happened in Goshen. Now, I've already told you that in the land of Goshen, when the swarm of flies came out, those irritating flies, they, they weren't bothering the people in Goshen. God had set them apart so that they wouldn't even be bothered by that. Now, get this. The environment of Egypt is plagued with these flies. So flies are everywhere, but not in Goshen. 
See, when you draw nigh to God, things can be happening around you, but it's not going to happen to you because you are a child of the most high God. Just because everybody around you is breaking out in, in complaints and issues and financial problems, you can trust the one true and living God that he's going to bless you according to his riches and his glory, that he's going to bless you just because he's God. Now, Exodus 9 and 26 says, only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. And what that means is in the city of Goshen, you know what hell is. You know when we have like a forecast, the weather, and you have snow and ice and sleep mixed up, and it causes uh, hell to come out of the sky. That's what is happening here. That our Heavenly Father has went to the extent to send a sign through way of hell and hailstorm, but not in Goshen. In Exodus 9 and 26, it says, only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. So that means it was hell everywhere else. Tell me, how can you have the same conditions and throughout the land, but two different results? The people of Egypt are experiencing hell. We, and, and it's hell coming down out of the sky, but the people of God are not experiencing the hell. See, I want you to grasp hold of this because just because a situation looks a certain kind of way, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen for you. It's not going to happen to you. I decree and declare that the things of God are going to happen to you. I decree and declare that you will come into a true revelatory knowledge of who God is and what he is going to do in your individual life. See, we are all fingerprints created in God's image. None of us are the same, but created by the master, cut from his very thread. But he has a plan for us. It's a distinct plan. He's not going to fail us. He, He's not up in heaven with his, his ears turned to us and his eyes closed. He's very much aware of what's happening here on the earth. He wants you to draw close to him. He desires for you to trust him even in turbulent times, very much more in turbulent times so that people can see him high and lifted up in your life. He doesn't need you to trust him for him. He's never failed. He needs you to trust him for you so that you can be able to move throughout life um, understanding that he's going to protect you, that he loves you, that he's the great and blessed hope. So when the plagues hit the land, there was a distinction between the people of God and the people of the world. See, the people of God experienced provision. Whenever an issue come, came in the land of Goshen, through the land of Egypt, in Goshen, they were experiencing provision and protection. See, that lets me know that during this season, even though people may be experiencing lost jobs, all types of issues, God can bless you with a lost job. Everything was made by him and for him. It belongs to him. He can still bless you. All the money belongs to him. You don't, see, this is the thing. You had a job and you was trusting in the job instead of trusting that God was going to bless you. So when the job is then removed, you are backed in the corner and you actually are backed in the corner because you're forced to look at 
Who did you really trust? Did you put your trust in human beings or did you really have your trust in God? And then now you're in a place or you could, could potentially be in a place where your faith is being tried. But faith is what moves God. So in your trusting of him without the job, he has no choice but to show up on your behalf and bless you just like he did in Goshen. In Goshen, they were experiencing provision and protection. If they had moved away from Goshen, they would have experienced the same plagues that the Egyptians experienced. You say, what am I talking about? My point is this, during this time, this is not the time to not draw nigh to God. This is not the time for you to stop tithing. This is not the time for you to get discombobulated and confused and think that God's against you. God is not against you. Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us that he knows the plans that he has for us. It's not to harm us, but to give us a hope in the future. He's working it out for your good. I need for you to stand on the principles of God. Stand on God's track worker. You, you don't have to do anything else but understand that he's never failed and he's not going to fail you. It says that his seeds have never gone begging for bread. You can look at the things in the Bible when he was working the miracles. Jesus Christ is working around walking around with the, the 12 disciples and he's doing the miracles and, and all they have is a fish and, and a few loaves. And what does he do? He takes the little bit that they have, he blesses it, and then he creates more. So you, he took what you would consider an economic downturn. He took it, decreed and declared over it, thanked God because he knew who he was. He trusted in God. He knew if God brought us this far, then guess what? He's going to take us a whole lot further. So he took what they had, blessed it, and made even more. What I'm daring you to do on today is to continue to trust God. Continue to move. Take what you have. Decree and declare speak over your home, speak over your kids, speak over your own life if you're single. Begin to speak over your family. Decree the scriptures of God. It says the scriptures are yes and amen. What that means is you can count it as done when you begin to decree and declare over your life. God's going to bless you. See, there is presently an economic plague in the land when I'm telling you this story about Goshen. In Egypt, there, right now there's an economic plague that was happening in the Bible. Many of the people were unemployed. They couldn't find work uh, during particular times, but God still blessed the people in Goshen, just like he's going to bless you during this economic downturn. There should be a distinction between God's people and those that are in the world, period. And this story allows you to see the distinction. Believers should experience provision and protection, period, because God is a God of increase. You have to stop for a minute. And when I say increase, you might not be getting what you want, but God will meet your needs according to his riches and his glory. The key here is he will meet your needs. However, it seems like many believers are not much different than the world. It seems like when I look out there, it seems like the believers are in the same boat as the world. And it, I, it almost confuses me because the word of God tells me that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And my God is a God of increase. He has all these things. Then why am I seeing believers that are falling short? It's simple. It's because 
It is important that God's people live in the land of Goshen. The land of Goshen is a place of drawing near to God. The land of Goshen is where our heavenly uh, father is. That's where Joseph dwelled with God. That's how he was able to be close to God in spirit. Joseph had told his brothers that they needed to live in Goshen lest they come to poverty. Period. See, you during this time, you have to draw nigh to God else you will find yourself looking and acting like an unbeliever. Period. You will, you will look at yourself in the mirror and say, why did I say that? Why am I acting like that? Why am I feeling downtrodden today? Why am I feeling, feeling lonely in my spirit? Why am I feeling like things aren't going to work out? Because you're not drawing nigh to God. You're not spending that time with God. You're not allowing God to pour into you and to remind you that you are going to be all right. You're not allowing God to be the father in your life that he desires to be, to comfort you, to love you, to take care of you. You're trying to take care care of you. You're trying to be self-sufficient when God is saying, you know what? I want to be needed. I'm a jealous God. Let me love you. Let me take care of you. See today it is important. We dwell in Goshen lest we experience poverty. Goshen is living near to God and following his voice. See, Joseph is a type of Christ in the old Testament, what we call types and shadows. He was rejected by his brothers. He was thought to be dead. But when they went to the land of Egypt, they found out that their brother wasn't dead. He was actually set up to bless them during a famine. That's how God will do. He will bless you with something that you probably done that you think you hid. Because I'm sure the brothers, when they, they got rid of their uh, brother, they thought they got they had it hidden. They thought they had it under, under wrap. No one was ever going to find out. And they probably thought it, when they saw Joseph, he was going to have an attitude. But it didn't turn out the way that they thought. God had a plan. See, living in the land of Goshen today is dwelling near to Christ. When we draw near to God, we are in the land of Goshen. I'm decreeing and declaring that you will allow your mind to be able to resonate and be in the land of Goshen. You are the highest ambassador, the highest representation of God here on the earth. That's who we are as ambassadors for Christ. You should not be looking like the world right now. You should not be upset and, and frustrated and worried if you have lost the job. What you should be doing is saying, you know what, Lord, I'm just waiting for you to send the provision. I'm waiting for you to send the protection. Show me where the provision is at so that I don't miss it. See, in James 4 and 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God can't even deal with you when you double-minded. You lukewarm. You don't even know what you want to do. One minute you're going forward. One minute you're going backward. On today, I decree and declare that you will be stable. You will be unmovable, unshakable, and always abounding in God. He, see, we're told to draw nigh to God. It's an invitation, an invitation to be in Goshen. When, the, when it's an uproar all around you, the Lord will lift the standard up against you. That's what it says. When the enemy comes in like a flood all around you, the Lord will lift the standard up against you, against him. See, in the previous verse that I read about drawing near to God, we're told by the author James that we are able to submit to God. 
and then resist the devil and he will flee. That's that's what that is. When you draw close to God, the, the devil has to flee. We know that. that that's the first step in submitting and being close to God. When we draw near to God, then God draws near to us. See, th this is, it seems so simple, but yet so hard. How are we to draw near to God or come into the land of Goshen? How can we do that? By simply submitting to God. Submitting to God. Submitting to God in your heart, in your mind. Stop trusting in humans. Know that God is going to take care of you. See, Hebrews 10 and 22 is interesting. It says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance and faith, having our hearts sprinkled from it, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We are to draw near in full assurance of faith. Anything we are called to do, God is going to allow us to do it. Who he calls, he qualifies. God's grace is what God has already done on the cross for us. The work was finished. There's nothing you have to do but to just walk it out. Isn't that awesome to know on today that there's nothing you have to do but to walk it out? So I challenge you today and I'm closing to draw nigh to God. Take this invitation. Be close to him in this season so that you don't get distracted. Draw nigh to God. Rest assured that you can sit in the city of Goshen and you will be protected. He's promised to protect us. God has done it already for us on the cross. There's nothing else that we need to do but to walk it out. We are to have faith in what has already been done for us and through Christ. It's that simple. It's been done. It was finished on the cross. It said it was finished. This is an eternal fact. There's nothing you need to worry about today but to trust in God and to draw near to him in this hour. Now, I decree and declare that you will begin to understand your Goshen. You'll take the invitation as God extends it to you and you will be blessed in this hour. Thanks again for listening. I'm hoping to hear you guys again on the next podcast. I'm excited about what God is doing in this season. Um, I'm not looking to the left or to the right. I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help because my help comes from God. I love you with the love of the Lord and I'm praying for each and every one of you. And until next time, be blessed.